welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I'm your host with the most, Sergio, and I've got your host with the least, Jeff, here with me. Hey, that's Mr. Zebra Cakes to you. Is, is, is that how that works? I do like a zebra cake. Uh, yeah, zebra cakes are delicious, absolutely. Uh, yeah. it's, it, we're that rec- makes you a fudge round? Uh-huh. <laughs> or no milk cream pie. I don't know. I do like I like all of those. Yeah, I, I don't think any of them have anything on a like a fudge brownie though, like a little Debbie fudge brownie. Not the cosmic brownie. Oh, the cosmic brownie's good. What about a nutty bar? Eh. No, I'm not. I'm not really into wafers. Those are my favorites. Like they they just seem a bit more manufactured and and, and weird. Like you bite into them and, and they just kind of disappear in your mouth. It's it's like science fiction in candy form. It's weird. Huh. Wait, when does science fiction disappear in your mouth? Like it's science fiction in that it <laughs> like the, <laughs> it disappears in a way that it probably shouldn't in real life. You know? Ah. Yeah. It's it's, oh, it's, it's okay. I don't, I don't I'm not, not a big fan of wafers. I do like waffles. Ooh yes. Waffles are delicious. But I digress. Let's let's get to the point, Jeff. Uh, what are we? We're here to talk about Ninja Turtles, like usual, right? As usual. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're 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 gonna close out one of our favorite Ninja Turtles series today, uh, and I can't wait to talk about some of these episodes. Um, but before we do, we have some housekeeping to do. So let's get to our first segment. It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Yes, sir. Uh, Sergio has a few things. Um, nothing too substantial, um, but but I did I did get some stuff. Uh, the first thing is uh, Funko has a, a Target exclusive T-shirt that comes in a little box that has uh, like Funko Ninja Turtles on the side of it with uh, the the party wagon. I bought it because it was cheap. Don't know if I'm ever going to open it or wear it, but you know how I you know how I work. Yeah. Yeah. And like it, it, your target either has like 15 million of these things or your target is never going to see any of them. Because the target that I found it in was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and they literally had 30 of them. Dude. But the two you, targets in town here have zero of them. Did you specifically go to Hattiesburg for that? No, I was I was passing through. I was passing through. OK, OK. Yeah, I, I I travel, Jeff. You do. I'm worldly. You do. No, I'm not. Ish. <laughs> uh, I also got, uh, also from Target, uh, when they announced all of the uh, the Secret of the Ooze Funko Pops, mm-hmm. they you know like one of the footnotes was, hey, there's going to be a, a a special paint job of a Super Shredder at Target, and that special paint job is like an extra like shiny silver mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, I found one at our local target oh nice yeah yeah so when i when i look at like the inventory of you know what i have and what they made funko literally released four different super shredders in a calendar year that sounds about right yeah yeah there's the 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 regular one there's the target exclusive there was the funko.com exclusive the glows in the dark and then there's the, I guess the Shadow Master one that is uh, 
that is part of the um that, that comes with like a t-shirt that's also a target exclusive i don't have that one yet i'm sure i'll get it um but i guess last year being the what 30th anniversary of sacred of the use yeah kind of makes sense i right but i, I just I, you know how i feel like why is why is super shredder special i don't i don't i don't know yeah yeah when they're like a wrestling championship belt edition <laughs> that's not even counting the three NECA figures that were released within a two year period oh yeah yeah um the last thing that i got is the you know those playmates two packs that are also cobra kai crossovers yeah yeah i got the third one of those Oof. yeah it's like i think it's leonardo and some kid named miguel or i don't know i don't know the cast of cobra kai yeah ah miguel diaz that's who it is okay yeah yeah leo and miguel that means i have three of the four and once i get the fourth one my nightmare will be over and i can finally rest easy knowing that i've wasted all that money yeah i called it i shut up i know (laughs) leave me alone never (laughs) um okay i lied there was one more thing that i got uh i got the third so 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 idw when they rolled out issues 100 like 101 the first the first issue that sophie campbell was the writer on yeah they rebooted the the trade paperbacks Mm -hmm. and they collected or they're collecting those under the name Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Reborn. Mm-hmm. The first volume had issues like one through six or yeah, two, 101 through 105 or 106 or something. I don't know, but I got volume three. OK. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the run, but uh, whenever I whenever I buy the the trade of, a, of you know, of, of a set of books, I read it again to, to, to make sure I know the story and. I guess to give it a, another um, another shot at impressing me, I, I haven't read it yet. We'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm not optimistic. Okay. Yeah. Um. But we'll talk about all that stuff when we get to it. Uh. One one thing that I, I did during the break, or not really during the break, since the last time we talked, is I went in and I updated our schedule, Jeff. Oh, did you now? I did. Um. We the, the next. A year and a half to two years of shellheads are pretty much planned. Uh, I've oh. got, you know, we'll, I'll, we'll, you know, we'll shove some extra episodes in there here and there. But when it comes to what we're covering in order, I've decided we're going to double down on IDW. OK, that sounds good. Yeah. So typically it's been like we'll do Archie and then IDW and then Mirage and then Archie, and then IDW, then Mirage. We're going to do twice as much IDW in the coming year as we do Mirage and, and Archie. Oh wow! That way we can try to get caught up quicker. Yeah. So I hope that works. Yeah, and maybe some surprise episodes here and there. I've got some stuff that I've uh, got in mind. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's it's not it's not in it concrete. But it, right. if we're talking about you know what we cover in order, uh, I've, that's all planned out. So yeah, the ever evolving list. Ever, ever. Uh, what's what's next? It's time for the news. Ah! 
spicy, spicy. Uh, we we have news. It's a it's a real weird news week. Uh, I don't think there's and there's no action figure news, which is weird. We never not have action figure news. Watch there be news for action figures pop up after this is posted. Oh no no! What's going to happen is we're recording three days early. And Turtle yeah. Tuesday will pop around and like NECA will drop a giant load of news that we won't cover for another two weeks. Yeah. Oh, we could do a pickup. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Don't don't get on the Internet, folks. Just wait. That's right. That's right. Because because that's what they do. They wait for us to report the news. I mean, we're delightful. Why yeah. Would you not want to get the news from us? Like. That, that's right. Any any news that they stumble upon before listening to the episode is just a spoiler, like a news spoiler. Ooh, avoid them spoilers, folks. Yeah. What is our first piece of news? Uh, first up, we've uh, Nickelodeon All Stars uh, game, which is you know if if those of you who've uh, heard us talk about it before, is basically a smash brothers clone uh they've got a uh, update coming up on february 3rd the image that was shown uh showed leonardo michelangelo in april so my thinking is maybe they're gonna announce more turtle stuff i would you know a character is being added uh i would hope so um but we'll find out uh you know next week um so yeah i'm i think uh they talked about shredder being leaked uh, I was like, you know, we need the other two turtles before we get Shredder, please. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just just do like a like a three pack where it's the two other two turtles and Shredder. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Or 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 they'll or they'll make you like be like to get Shredder, you also have to buy like some other Nickelodeon character that you don't care about. Yeah, I mean it's fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, okay, all right. Well, there's that. Um, I guess we'll report on that when we know what the actual news is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, at this point, it's basically guesswork. But I mean, that image was very, you know, suspicious. Okay. What's next? Gonna keep that video game train running. Uh, a rolling. Choo 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 choo. Uh, in the uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed game, um, you know, they had the turtle van uh, unlockable in the game. And then I, I checked on, like, download content uh, packs. Um, there was going to be – there's already a Leonardo car. And now uh, they've got some more Turtles DLC um, for Pass Volume 2 um, in – on February 17th, we get Michelangelo, uh, and in on April 21st, nope, we don't get April, uh, we get Raphael. <laughs> okay, okay. And these are just cars. Yeah, like I think they might have the bandanas around, you know, the windshield and stuff. I haven't seen actual uh, images of these just yet, but they're just, yeah. Okay. Um, like Hot Wheels is is real is real quick to just make a car and sm- like 
throw it into a car onto a card and you know sell it at walmart as if it's a ninja turtle car when it's just lightly blue yeah so it's like oh it's blue it must be leonardo you guys mm-hmm. yeah but like hot wheels has a long history of, of milking this 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 franchise even though like and by by doing very little car work so i'm, I'm curious to see what all this in game stuff looks like yeah you know they already have the important car in there. Uh, yeah. Do they have the Channel Six van? I don't think so. No. Or a or a or a VW microbus. That would be cool. Oh, there's probably a microbus in there. Maybe, not, maybe not from Turtles. Well, they should make it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 then if they really wanted to do the do their work work, they would then do the Battle Shell and all of these other Ninja Turtle vehicles from history they're not going to you know that's really cool you know like, like how cool would it be to drive like what what was that dragster thing that was it was a, a figure in the 90s like a foot dragster or something ah uh, i can't remember yeah there's a whole bunch of like playmates ride-ons they could totally put in the game but yeah. I, they're not going to do that work they're just going to look they're just going to give paint jobs to cars is what they're all going to do yeah or slap, uh, you know, some, um, some, some cool graphics, you know, just like, oh, here's Leonardo's face on the hood. Yeah, yeah. Or, or at the, at, it's the sewer dragster. Yes, I'm not crazy. It's a thing. Yeah. yeah. You could even like, it even had like a pull, pull thing, kind of like a, uh, oh, what are those things called? Beyblades, like, like a big Beyblade thing that made the wheel spin, and you could, and it would take oh, off yeah. on the kitchen floor. Yeah, I gotta find me one of those. Uh, th- but no, Hot Wheels could even go as far as like there there was an officially licensed monster truck. Oh yeah, I saw those. Yeah, like not not like no 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 no. I'm not talking like Hot Wheels monster trucks. Yes, I have all of those. I mean, in like the monster truck circuit, like the like the professional monster truck circuit had a Ninja Turtles truck for a while. It had to have been Raphael. Oh, it was. It was. The Leonardo car is coming your way. Oh yeah. Eh. Uh, see, uh, that that that's okay. Now that I have a picture of it, it's not terrible, but yeah. that's not what I want. That's yeah. not what I want. What's next? Uh, continuing that on the video game train. Uh. A mobile game, Nickelodeon Extreme Tennis, has Michelangelo. Okay. Uh, Nickelodeon, of course, s- slapping the turtles on another property. Uh, I so it's a it's a mobile tennis game. Yeah. Okay. So you got like Danny Phantom, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life, Zim, Zim from Invader Zim, Garfield, you know, so on and so forth. All voiced by by their respective voice actors. But what's unusual here is that it's 80s Michelangelo, and he's voiced by Greg Sipes. Now, who did Greg Sipes voice? He was the 2012 uh, CGI Michelangelo. (laughs) That, (laughs) that, That sounds like... The casting department was not talking to the animation department, is what that sounds like. Yeah, well, this was not uncommon. Like, this happened in 
they've done this a few times in in the games like um what was it turtles in time reshelled they got the uh the 2k3 voice actors to do the voices <laughs> um for that game and then i think they also got them to do you know, the the maybe for the the sewer t- uh, turtles smash up yeah i think they, they got them to do them? the voices i think they got them to do the voices for that too turtles smash up that would have been the 2k3 turtle or voices though because smash up was way back yeah, Smash Up was the the uh, the movie turtle, the 2007 movie turtle. Ah, uh, okay, okay, uh, okay. All right. Well, what's next? Uh, the fantastic people at Waxworks Records are coming back uh, with another soundtrack. Uh, if you if you uh, guys are familiar with their releases, they did the original 90s movie uh, soundtrack, uh, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, both CDs and vinyl uh, mm-hmm. teamed up with uh, Kevin Eastman to do the uh, art uh, throughout. Um, we're getting a Turtles 3 movie soundtrack. They uh, teased a black and white image on their Facebook. Yes, they did. Uh, and it like the, the tease like makes it very obvious, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Where's my where's my re-release of the original movie CD though? Okay, so I think they were hit hard by a tornado, you know, during our tornado season. Mm-hmm. So I believe they're you know recovering from a lot of that. The last I saw. Okay. Okay. But yes, I want my my first movie. I want the reprint vinyl and and the sound and the CD soundtrack. Because I don't have either of those. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I have it on vinyl. I didn't think to buy it on CD when it was released. I have Secret of the Use on both vinyl and CD. So I believe I got both of those as well. Yeah, if and when they get back to releasing that, that'll be nice. Um, but it is, it's good to know that they're completing the trilogy. And on top of that, all three of them are going to be drawn by... Uh, like the covers are being drawn by Kevin Eastman, so yeah, and that's going. Those are going to look so good in frames. Yes, yes, mine are already framed, like the first two. So nice. This 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 is very good news. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, I guess once we have more info on when this is going to go live or when it's going to pre-order or whatever, we'll uh, we'll mention it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And and what's crazy is like. Both of those vinyls, not vinyls, we're not, they're not vinyls, they're records. They're records, they're vinyl records. Both of those records, I thought were going to be like exclusive to waxworks.com or waxworksrecords.com. No, like I had people texting me from all over the place. Hey, I was at this record store. I found this, this Turtles record. Do you have it? Do you want it? I was like, whoa, okay, cool. So like apparently they're getting widely distributed. Yeah, I think uh, the last uh, last time I was at Offbeat, I, saw, I was like, oh, snap, is that Ninja Turtles? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, Off, Offbeat definitely had them. And I was, so I was, so I was yeah. very, very pleased. Like, it's, this isn't something that's just locked locked behind some obscure website. No no offense, Waxworks, but, like, it's you're going to sell more if they're available in, in, in retailers, you know? Yeah. 
Um, what is our next piece of news? Uh, ah, a uh, massive turtle merchandise auction is happening uh, at Heritage, Au- Heritage Auctions. Right now, it has uh, four days to go. Four day. Okay. All right. So, what kind of I- what kind of items are at this auction? You are looking at everything from board games to graded uh, NES games. The most baffling is the first Turtles game for NES sealed A plus plus nine point eight, going at six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. That's the current bid. That's it. I'm that's kidding. it. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, I won't go into you know graded games and how I feel about that. I'm not in favor of it. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I I really want to have a longer conversation about that though because yeah, it's gr- like graded unopened games is such a weird small group of like like the audience for that is so small yeah who cares like who cares yeah the um and it's odd because they've got um turtles tournament fighter for nes sealed Mm -hmm. and it's going for 2600 technically shouldn't that go for more yep because that's they had a very low print run on that game. That's the only Turtles game I do not own. Yeah, well, it, like it's it's weird that the the things that affect auction prices are one availability and two popularity. Yeah. More people are going to want that first game by default because of its popularity. Uh, that the that Tournament Fighters is going to be expensive because of its availability. However. Not as many people want it because they don't. Re- they may not realize it's 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 a low print run, or it just wasn't a popular game. Yeah, like I saw, I did see a copy in the wild when I was on a trip, and I should have bought the freaking thing because it wasn't <laughs> super high. I would have just charged it and dealt with it later, but <laughs> I would have had it. Yeah, there there's some really cool things in this uh, on this auction site. Like, yeah. Like, they have all three arcade machines. They have the the first arcade, the, the Turtles in Time arcade, and they have the pinball machine. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some uh like old Konami uh, handheld games. Mm-hmm. There's probably the the oddest thing is like TMNT pinball, and not like yeah. a pinball machine, but like a like a tabletop consumer grade like kids toy pinball. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff I've never seen before, which says a lot. Like there, there's a, a, you know, those tabletop hockey games for kids. Yeah. There's a turtles one. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And, I, and, and like a, like a, a like a miniature pool table. Mm-hmm. Like so many just bizarre items in this auction lot. Like, and it's not a lot. You gotta, you gotta like act each item is individual, but these prices are insane. But they are absolutely insane. Like sealed figures, like Wild West Turtles. A lot of the Playmates run. You see some 2K3 stuff in there. Um, yeah, I need I need to set a set set a like a 
an alert to come check this stuff right before it ends because a lot of this I'm sure is going to spike right before it ends. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the lowest, the lowest thing I've seen uh, in here is the uh, 2007 movie turtle stuff. Yeah. There's like a group of them going for a dollar. <laughs> you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you not get any of those? Uh, no, I have the whole I have all of the regular turtles. Like the the one that's a dollar, like that's that's some weird auto action pack. Yeah. Yeah, like I have I have all of the you know regular turtles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've even got the uh the Playmates uh statues that you could uh um uh, at one point purchase off Mirage's uh website. Um. Oh wow! I see. Yeah, Michelangelo and Leonardo. Yep. At eighty six dollars for the two. Yeah. That's actually not a bad price. No, it's not. Oh, I don't want to make an account, but I might make an account. You better hurry. Oh, let's move on. Let's move on before I spend my child's. Uh, they don't need to go to college. They yeah. don't need to go to college. Have they, you, you know, they can do it all online. Have you met my kids? They, they need all the help they can. They're get. just gonna throw that money away anyway. But yeah, yeah. No, my my kids are my kids are bright. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna college. They're gonna like, go to college. Like right. They've got animation cells in here. They've got boxes of unopened uh, trading cards. I mean, they've got roller skates from 1990. Yeah. For a dollar. Oh, man. Yeah. What's the next news story? This 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 can't end well for me. One it animation sells be... going for a dollar. I'll take that. I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. Man, I just wish I had a spare like four thousand dollars. Me too. And a room to put all this crap in. I'd, I'd love to get some of those cells. <laughs> some of them are not going for very much at all. The an original turtle blimp is going for five hundred and seventy five dollars. Man. Oh, dude. Giant. Tr- so so you remember the 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 uh, turtles trolls? Yeah, there's a lot of three giant turtle trolls going for twelve hundred bucks. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Oh, man. OK, yeah, we got to move on. I'm going to buy a lot of stuff if we don't move on. Um, they got all the cereal bowls, too. Stop it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Uh, what's next? Hey, a gumball machine with turtles uh, stickers. What's next, Jeff? Oh, those golf club caddies don't look right at all. Let's talk about Loot Crate. <laughs> uh, let's see. NECA TMNT Loot Crates 2 and 3 should be shipping in February. Let's put that in perspective, Jeff. Okay. I got an I I'm looking at an email in my inbox that said the TMNT limited edition series two arcade shipping update. The arcade crate number two has been delayed and will now ship in December. I got that email in October. Ooh. Yeah. So the second loot crate, which was supposed to ship in October, is going to be shipping in February. Hopefully. Uh, like I, I get it. I get it. There, there's there, like, there's, this is not loot crate slash NECA's fault. Right. I mean, shipping delays are everywhere. 
shipping delays, there's manufacturing delays, and when it comes to like things like a loot crate, there's a lot of different moving parts. You yeah. know, you, you you have the figure. The figure is probably already ready to go. There's probably a warehouse full of figures waiting for other stuff to show up. And what they're waiting on are, like, stupid little pins and stupid little, you know, like, we need 8,000 T-shirts. And they just can't get T-shirts in their warehouse. Like, right. There, there, there's so many different suppliers on that stuff. It does not surprise me that these are delayed. I'm really surprised that they've been delayed for so long. Well... Yeah. I mean, I got something I've been waiting on since November, but that was because of the port congestion. And it's just now getting to where they're getting to going to be able to shipped out, get shipped out. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, is your loot crate is on a giant crate on a boat. (laughs) (laughs) Like. I'm fine with the delay because. Other like I would rather them delay the boxes than decide, you know what? We don't need item number seven in this box. We're just going to ship it without item number seven. Yeah. Because we can't we can't wait any longer to get it from, you know, China. Right. What sucks is, like, they should be announcing the third wave of these boxes by now. Mm-hmm. That's what they should be doing, because these boxes are crazy popular. They should be announcing the third wave, and we haven't even gotten box two of the second wave. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I guess I could just buy some auction stuff. We're good. Yeah. If you see a thing <laughs> cool in there for me for a dollar, go ahead and snag that too. <laughs> Mystery gift time. Uh, wh- let's see. What's what's next? What what else do we have? Um, I think that about wraps it up. No, it doesn't. No. No animation film film date changes. Oh yeah 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 yeah. 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 What else do we so so Jeff? What else do we have? Uh, so there's been an update, um, and then another update <laughs> to the release of the Seth Rogen uh, involved uh, CGI movie. Um, you know Hollywood's in a bit of a jumbles right now. Like things were moving, then they slowed down. Now they're being pushed back again, and there's delays and blah 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 blah. Um, so they pushed the film back to August 11th of 2023. Um, but then now they've announced they pushed it up to August 4th of 2023. It's not much of a, you know, move up. Um, but yeah. So. <laughs> uh, like, I couldn't have told you when this movie was come was originally scheduled to come out. I just knew it was years away. So I, I'm yeah. like, it's this is, I guess this falls under barely news. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like we still don't have you know a trailer, of course, because they're still working on it. Yeah. Um, people are still worried. I was like, look, I look, I get it. I was worried because Seth Rogen's involved. But have you seen his other comic properties? Not. Green Hornet that he's been involved with that he's put out that have been like stellar. I mean, the boys not for children. Um, ask your parents. No, don't. Yeah. And he, um, he was, he was heavily involved in, in preacher. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for something not overly goofy 
It's going to be um, overly goofy. It's animated. I hope not. I want something that's kind of like on the 2000, if you combine the 90s first film and then the 2007, that's a good little mix, I think. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm yeah. I, like, I don't know. What, you say this was what year? 2023? Yeah. All right. That's not that's not that far away, right? What did you kill? I just knocked over my phone. It's fine. No, um, <laughs> it's not too far. At the time, I was like, wait, it's pushed back to when? Who now? But it's already 2022. So, yeah, it's, it's so weird. Yeah, we're, we're living in the future, Jeff. Yeah, I know. This is the future. Yeah. Um, and before we like before we like dip out of our news section, I do want to. uh to announce a correction. Ooh, a retraction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, not a retraction. I guess it's a retraction. It's it's a correction. Uh, last last time we recorded, we we talked about Pluto TV mm-hmm. and how they have their their Totally Turtles channel or whatever it's called. And I was I, I was very down on it. I was like, come on, come on. There's they don't show Rise on that channel. They definitely don't show season two episodes. Blah. You know, speaking from a point of authority, as if I know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, <laughs> a, a uh, Instagram user reached out to us, and uh, he, he said that on Sundays they do play both seasons of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, seasons one and two. Uh, so I guess if you want to watch Rise and you don't, want to pay anyone to do so you can watch it on sundays on pluto tv well there you go yeah yeah i we of course we don't know when the new movie is going to come out so that that might not be the best way to get caught up on the show mm-hmm. but if 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 you're curious as and and we'll talk more about rise for obvious reasons uh a bit later if you're cur- curious about the show pluto tv is a great way to watch it for free you just got to know when it's airing. So so I guess check your listings. Yeah. And uh, who, who I guess give credit where credit's due. Who, who was it on? It was uh, TXN Figs on Instagram uh, is who sends that correction. And thank you uh, for keeping us honest. Uh, I, I hate that we that I was so uh, I was so stern last episode that there's no way that's that's true. But, you know, we're allowed to be wrong. As long as yeah. we're as long as we acknowledge when we are. Correct. Yes. Uh, with that said, Jeff, is that it for news? That's it for news. OK. Let's take a step away for a moment. And then we'll jump into our main topic. OK, Jeff, are you ready to jump into our main topic? I am ready. Fantastic. All right. What is what is our main topic today? I don't I don't think we announced that yet. Uh, we did not. Um, we are covering the last half of episodes of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles season two. Yeah. So so we're this this is going to be the finale of uh, Rise of the TMNT, not counting the movie that is that is still pending. Mm hmm. Um, it's not really a, like a big chunk of episodes. How many was it? It was, uh, let's see, eight, n- episode eight, nine, 
10, 11, 12, and 13. So we're only talking six, six episodes, six 20-minute yeah. episodes. And, of course, those are broken up in several different ways. Uh, it, it ends in a four-part finale where each part is like 11 minutes. Yeah. Uh, which I guess fits in with the show. Like the show is a, you know, is a, an 11 minute show that they aired in two chunks each time, you know, it aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's start with the first thing, the, the first episode we watched. Um, and it's, it's part of a, like a four part little saga. Mm-hmm. The first one is Raft's Ride Along. Yeah, but or, if you, or, watching, or do we want to do Donnie versus Witchtown? Not that it really matters. Okay, well, so it says that the if you're watching on in Voodoo or wherever, um, Donnie versus Witchtown is technically the first part, but Raft's Ride Along is the second part. But upon watching these, it feels reversed. Like Raft's Ride Along should have been first. And then Donnie vs. Witchtown. So I think for the story's sake, um, we should do Rash Ride Along first. Because it just it matches up better, and then the other two parts are just exactly fine the way they are. Like, I don't think it matters, though. Like, the, the, the two stories are, are uh, separate enough. Yeah. That it really doesn't matter which one you watch first. Um, and we could, go, we could discuss that at... You know, the end of that. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's do Raft's Ride Along first, then. Okay. So, the conceit here is the Turtles and Splinter are visiting the Hidden City, right? And like, April. Oh, yes, and April. Yeah, they're, they're, they're visiting the, uh, the mystic Hidden City under New York, and instead of visiting it as a family and, and, and like, seeing everything together, they decide, we're going to split up and... Four different adventures are happening concurrently. The first of which is Raph's Ride Along. And here is the synopsis for Raph's Ride Along. When he wants to go for a ride along with the Hidden City Police, Raph is mistaken for a heinous criminal called Heinous Green and is taken to the maximum security facility, uh, basically a prison. Raph fools the Mud Dogs, not the Mad Dogs. Uh, consisting of a dastardly Donnie, malicious M- Mickey, and loathsome Leonard, uh, he he is writing with them, or writing with that he is heinous green. So he basically he's like, yeah, I'm heinous green. Help help me get out of here. Mm-hmm. Following the breakout, Raph states that the Mud Dogs, or, or following the breakout, Raph states to the Mud Dogs that he has a plan to have them apprehended. Until they have a run-in with Big Mama and the real heinous Green. So the so the first tale is R- Raphael's tale in uh in the Hidden City, and this this lines up sp- surprisingly well with with his per- personality, you know, because he he is technically the leader in this show, and him wanting to see how the cops operate in the Hidden City is right up it's it's right up his alley. It's it's right where it needs to be. Yeah. Him being paired with basically the evil versions of his brothers is really funny to me. It really is. Yeah. And and Heinous Green being the evil version of Raph 
is also very funny. What do you think of Raps Ride Along? I I really enjoyed it. Like I, at first, I was expecting to have like a cops ride along experience, you know? <laughs> and then that just totally went south. Uh, in the most delightful way. I was still a little a little let down that we didn't get to see like you know crimes being solved or whatever you know in the hidden city. But this was arguably a little bit a, a bit more fun. Um. My my favorite part, my favorite part of the entire episode was Raph trying to get the three other criminals caught by by basically leading them into danger only for it to work. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, let's let's rob the police station. What? You know, because because that's where they keep all of the uh, the money that they confiscate when people are robbing things. Right. We should just rob the police station, you know thinking oh they'll get caught no they they robbed the police station and it works yeah <laughs> and then he's like um um how about we break into the prison yeah and they end up in like the blue collar or no the the, the white collar like nice part of the prison where they can just kind of come and go with no problems mm-hmm. yeah like Raphael is secretly the best criminal that the <laughs> hidden city has to offer yeah yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. The um, um the mud dogs are voiced by uh let's see you've got Losome Leonard is Seth Green. Nice. Malicious Mike is Greg Sipes and Dastardly Danny is Rob Paulson. Hey. Yeah. What what what's his title on the show? Voice director? Yeah. Yeah. So he steps in and, and plays Dastardly Donnie. Oh, yeah. Uh, or Dastardly Danny, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. What, what's funny is, you know, I, I don't think we've really talked about it, but Raphael refers to him and his brothers as the Mad Dogs several times in this show. Yeah. It's odd. I don't know if I like it, but, like, seeing the Mud Dogs in this episode mm-hmm. – really it's like oh oh okay i get it i get it it's not mad it's mud it's mud dogs so i like it i like it a lot um i'm gonna go ahead and steal one of your nuggets because i know you have one. Oh, oh don't you dare uh yeah no 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 i'm i'm, I'm totally doing it there's uh-huh. cuddly the cowlick spotting i did not expect that like i Cuddly is is you know you you know my opinion on Cuddly. I love him. I I I really wish that he was their default like dimension hopping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Seeing him in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I think might be the first time he's ever been on a TV show, yes, is extremely exciting. It is, but it's like a blink and you missed it. Yeah, you know moment. Um, like there's like out in this like forest and here here's cuddly just eating a giant mushroom tree. And then like he it's like he senses something's happening and he just like disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he. He does not get enough play. He really doesn't. He needs to be in way more versions of the turtles. Like we need a big, big, like 12 inch action figure of just the, his head. Hey, I mean, it could happen. It it needs to happen. Like, it just does. Uh, what else you got for uh 
Brass Ride Along. That's that's it. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Like, the, well, the the end result was of of this episode. He still got thrown in prison. <laughs> yeah, Raph ends up in prison. It was like you know he was you know they proved wrong and all this other stuff. It's like the reverse of an ABC after school special. You're supposed to learn something. Nope, prison. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And this is not the first time it happens either, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. You want to jump into Donnie versus Witchtown? Yes. All right. Donnie versus Witchtown. Uh, it should be noted that all four of these episodes in this this motif start with the exact same footage. They, they, they start with, hey, we're in the hidden city. What are we going to do? And, you know, basically establishing each one of them doing something different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Turtles, Splinter, and April visit Hidden City. Uh, always a man of science, Donnie can't accept April going to the Witches of Witchtown for mystic help on a science project. They meet Mayor Mira, who is holding a peace offering day festival that honors Abigail the Good. Donnie starts to lose his temper, and April gets help from Gentry. Gentry, okay. In exchange for helping to catch aged worms for a peace potion to appease the great Morgan. All right. So that's a terrible way to describe this episode. Yeah. Basically what it comes down to is, is Donnie is very anti magic. He's anti mysticism, which we know that because he's a man of science, mm-hmm. you know, and what, what, what this episode does really well is it flips the idea of burn the witch upside down burn the nerd yeah like where the witches are like burn the scientist yeah which is real fun it's real fun and donnie being the the, like the snarky like comedic force that donnie is in this show it works so well it really really does like he he has to learn to accept that mysticism and and magic is a thing while also not like betraying his his scientific background and he has to do it like on the fly because these witches literally want him dead mm-hmm. what do you got for donnie versus Witchtown? so we've got the obvious uh you know opening up uh with you know your harry potter references you see you know characters and in, you know in in robes that were very you know much a nod to harry potter um and they're like, oh, well, you can't just, you know, welcome. You can't just walk around like that. And they're given a set of clothes. So April is looks very, you know, uh, D&D style, you know, outfit with cape and everything. And then they give Donatello a frog suit. <laughs> it's, very, it's very Mario 3. <laughs> just the look on his face. He's just not happy, and I love seeing him in in that type of situation. Um, and it's just you know instead of being supportive of April because it's like oh you need help with your science project I'm like yeah I need witches help he's like but 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 I'm the science guy yeah yeah science you is know, better so, we can prove science yeah so 
it's already he's already insulted. It's already been building up, you know, because she's having an incredible time and he's just like, I do none of this. <laughs> I've mentioned several times how much I love this version of Donatello because yep. yep. We've seen every other version except for I'm smarter than you. And it works so incredibly well as him being the straight man to everyone else. Yep. Um, there is a scene where he's going to make amends. They've kicked them out. Um, and he, they're going to help uh, the girl that was going to help April. So to help them, uh, her dig for worms. And it's a blink and you miss it. He gets out of the jackhammer and he starts digging. And if you look like it, everything's all the earth is uh, undisturbed and everything's popping up. And if you look very carefully, there's our boy Warren Stone popping up, <laughs> flying around, you know, like what? OK, sure. Why not? Um, oh, and uh, and then, you know, everything goes wrong, of course. And then, you know, he makes some, you know, ages up some worms with science things go bad a, a monster is, uh, is supposed to be kept at bay and with this potion doesn't work goes on a rampage um everything eventually works out and april gets a mystic infused bat right yeah this is where she gets her 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 power up her her weapon which comes into play later. Oh yeah. Um, what what I really dig about these four episodes specifically is the more you pay attention to them, the more like Easter eggs you see. Oh yeah. Like you can see other like the other turtles' adventures are happening in the background of the adventure you're watching. So like in this one, you can see Raphael in the background screaming, or the the mud dogs in the background like yeah like they're in some kind of weird hamster wheel thing in in the previous episode and then like a this weird flying like i can't even describe it creature grabs the the hamster ball and you can just in oh, you just hear them just yell and i was like what is that i'm like i don't know what's going on and then it makes more sense if you watch the other episode first cuz you see that happening i don't know like honestly any of the four episodes could be watched first because there is evidence of each one in you know the other ones and you could see this and be like oh what was that raf what's he doing and then the next yeah. episode you're like oh that's what he was doing you know it, it it really works regardless. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But, you know, like, well, the, at the end of this episode, you know, of course, April and Don get thrown in prison. That That's true. That's true. Yeah. And Raphael's already there. So, but if you, if you watch the other one, nobody was in the cell. Yeah. But you could then watch the Raph one and say, oh, what, what is Raph doing here? Yeah. You know, like, like there's, it, it's, there is an order, but you don't necessarily have to watch them. I'm just, I'm just watch, saying. Watch them all the way through in one way and again in the other. Yeah. See which uh, one makes sense to you. 
<laughs> you got anything else for Donnie versus Witchtown? Mm. No, it's just like the same thing. It's like they learned their lesson. Okay, now you go to jail. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, it's a hidden city, man. Like, there's all kinds of mystic, crazy stuff happening. I love it. I love it. Um, next up is Hidden Cities Most Wanted. Uh, this one is the Mikey and Splinter um, adventure. And I don't think I've mentioned this, but all of the all four of these tales are uh, are um, basically chapters in the Tales of the Hidden City. Yeah. And and we do get that title card in each episode. So, you know, there's there's no mystery there. Yeah. So technically. Donnie Witchtown says tale, you know, part one. So, again, you know, yeah, whatever, whatever. Hidden City is most wanted. Uh, Splinter learns from Mikey that he gave Baron Draxum a cloaking brooch to disguise him as to disguise him as Splinter takes them on a tour around the neighborhood. When Draxum's disguise uh, disguised when Draxum's disguised form is taken by a hidden city police officer as a gift for his daughter, Heather, Mikey persuades Splinter into helping to rescue Draxum while having to contend with the hidden city police when the disguise is broken. The disguise being a, what was it, a teddy bear? Yeah, teddy berry. Teddy berry. (laughs) Just fantastic writing, just across the board. This, This one works because Splinter is like anti Baron Draxum. Like he's very against Baron Draxum. And this only works because Mikey is so pro Baron Draxum. Yeah. Mikey is like, sure. He was a bad guy, but he's also the reason that we are the turtles that we are today. Without him, we wouldn't be a family. He's like my other dad. It got deep. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 the other three turtles, I don't think, would have made this connection or even would have cared as much as Mikey. But he's able to convince Splinter, Baron Draxum deserves to be in our life, or Barry, as they, you know, <laughs> refer to him. He deserves to be in our life, and and the, we've disguised him, and we're trying to, you know, have this day. I'm trying to have this day in in the hidden city with my two dads. Yeah. Yeah. And and the whole two dads thing comes back in a later episode. But Hidden City's Most Wanted is a hilarious 11 minutes. <laughs> Absolutely is. What do you have for Hidden City's Most Wanted? Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Probably one of the best moments because they're going on like this. It, it was Splinter's idea to have this whole tour of t- showing Mikey, you know, film film moments from Lujitsu. There's like a mural on the wall and it shows Lujitsu and then drags him just like, oh, whatever, you know, and he just he. <laughs> he just totally rags on actors and then Splinter's like, oh, my craft. and he's so insulted i was like this is great like they play so well off each other they really do they really do again 
I dare you to find better comedic writing that's on point, sharp, not just joke after joke after joke. Like it, it, it's in service of the story. Mm-hmm. Like all of these people need raises on whatever they're doing. <laughs> I just hope anyone who worked on this show is able to point at the show and say, no, it was good. And then some producers like, no, it, it was, it, it was come work for us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that when we get into the end. Yeah. And our final thoughts, but, uh, but yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, the, the, the whole like flashback to when, uh, Lujitsu got turned into a rat. Like uh-huh. you see him like thin and trim living in a cardboard box in the alley there's baby turtles. It's all very touching moment. Like they really, you know, I didn't expect to kind of like, you know, well, feel stuff. Yeah. You know, and so it was a flashback and it's like, hey, it's okay. Just let's everybody get along. You know, uh, baby turtles are always adorable. They really are. And and for them to to hide a, another piece of the turtles origin in this weird four part episode is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. They all learned the power of forgiveness. It was a very mm-hmm. special ABC after school special. So the other three turtles in rise of the TMNT, I, I want to say that they get a lot of attention. Like Donatello gets attention because he's hilarious. Leonardo gets attention because he's a, he's hilarious and arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, Raphael obviously gets attention because he's the leader. Michelangelo is kind of the, He's kind of left out of the conversation a lot of the times in this show. Yeah. Because it's hard to quantify in words exactly what he like. Where does he fit in? Mm-hmm. But more so than almost any other version of the turtles, he is the heart. Yeah. He's the soul of these Ninja Turtles in Rise. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can't have all four of them being funny at the same time. You know, it's like, what, what is Mikey's purpose? So he's, he's still funny, but he's less so of Mm -hmm. the focus, uh, in this, which was, which is distinctively different. Yeah. He's, Um, he's not, he's not joke funny. He's adorable funny. Yeah. He's kid brother who just wants everyone to be successful funny, you know? And happy. And happy. Like he's, he is the, he is the beacon of sunshine in this show. Mhm. And I full on support it. Yeah, like and at this point, you're 3 episodes into this this Tales from the Hidden City, right? So you know, oh, well we haven't seen Leo's tale yet. I'm sure that whatever Splinter just dove into is going to weave into Leo's story and of course it does. Yeah. Uh the next story is Bad Hair Day. Bad Hair Day. Uh Leo goes to the Hirsute. Hirsute. Yeah. Hirsute Resort uh, and Spa to do a day of relaxation. Uh, unfortunately, it is a private club for those who have a hair <laughs> and yes. is thrown out by a double-sided centaur that works as a resort guard uh, while being sent to the terrible club across the street. Uh, their masseuse states that the people in the club have hair and Leo gets a hair serum that gives him hair. 
This description has hair in it way too many times, uh, which gets him to the Hirsute Resort and Spa. Though he starts to sleep, uh, though he starts to sleepwalk when the hair has. OK, this is very poorly written. He starts to sleep sleepwalk uh, and the hare apparently has a mind of its own and starts stealing stuff. And now uh, and now Leo must avoid being caught by the double sided resort guard. Uh, again, I don't like how that is written at all, but basically rewrite all of this. Yes. Yes. Someone go in and rewrite these Wikipedia entries like I appreciate the work that has been done, but come on, man. Uh, Fix your grandma. Bad Hair Day is Leonardo at his best. <laughs> yeah. It is so funny and so like you would th- him wanting hair so he can get into a spa is the most Leonardo story possible in this show. Agreed. And and he gets into the spa only to find out that his hair is evil and it's working with the masseuse to what what was the, what was the ultimate goal here was like to rob people yeah to get rich yeah and by the end of the episode leo has lost his his illustrious hair that he you know he 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 grew because of the masseuse and he's thrown in jail with his brothers yep this is such a weird story it is so weird that his hair is the bad guy Mm -hmm. what do you what do you have for bad hair day Man, what a fun freaking ride. It's like we get kind of some nods uh, to uh, 2K3 where, you know, Leo is bragging that he's the Battle Nexus champion, um, mm-hmm. which is which is nice. Um, when we get to see his full head of hair, it's like a full on like romance novel uh, Fabio, ask your parents who that is. Maybe your mom. Um, <laughs> you know, just luxurious hair. Uh, according according to the trivi- trivia on the Turtlepedia, uh, the writer of this episode said that the inspiration for Leo's hairstyle was Barry Gibb. That works. You know what? That actually makes way more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Barry Gibb from uh, the Bee Gees. Yes. This episode is so weird, man. <laughs> like, it's, it's such a weird, weird romp, and it only works because it's Leonardo. Yeah, like I'm reminded of an episode of the 90s, a Tick cartoon, where just like Tick all of a sudden woke up and he had a mustache. And it's like, where'd you get that mustache? I don't know. Perhaps it was always inside me. That's not how mustaches work. Or it is how mustaches work, because no, all like, mustaches... Like, yes, apparently I've been it. saving it up. It's like, that's not how mustaches work. But yeah, like, the the mustache was actually sentient. Yeah. And so I was immediately thrown back to that. Uh, so th- it was so much freaking fun. And you're trying to figure out the, the whole mystery of what's going on, and then you see... <laughs> everything, and he, like, sees... He goes to the... Security clam, which <laughs> just stupid pun is so good. I could not stop laughing. I about spit out my drink. Wait, what was the pun? The security clam. I guess I'm not getting it. What? 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 
security cam, security clam. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and he's watching all the footage, and then eventually he sees Splinter. He's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and Splinter steals his sword. Like th- this, this like two episode arc or four technically, if you're if we're talking, you know, four parts. This this little section is really really good. Yeah. 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 And and it, it it ends with all the turtles being broken out by whom? Oh, Splinter Michelangelo didn't go to jail because th- th- they show up at the jail. Yeah, th- they show up with Leonardo's portal sword hidden in a giant wedding cake. <laughs> and they then use that wedding cake. They, they then use that sword to teleport out of the jail cell. So I watched my episodes early. I was <laughs> done early. Which is very odd for me. Um, so I did miss that little nugget. He was uh, Splinter was dressed like Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard, and Michelangelo <laughs> looked like some country bumpkin backup lawyer or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all they needed was just was just the the you know the portal the portal sword. So yeah, it's 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 fantastic. All. I have no complaints about any any of this 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 hidden city stuff. None. Of I don't it. either. It's fantastic because anything can happen, and it did. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to fists of furry. Fists of furry. Splinter informs his sons about his l- lujitsu dojos in New York City. In his <laughs> or as his alias Randall, he takes April. Uh, on one of his inspections to find out uh, that all of his dojos have been taken over by the Komodo Dojin. I'm sorry, Komodo Dojo run by Christoph Van Bradford, uh, except for one singular dojo where its students are not doing a very good job with the infamous Lujitsu moves uh, to fend off the Komodo Dojo. Uh, Splinter trains April in each of his Lujitsu moves including the seven vipers move that uh, the turtles don't even know. Ultimately, April beats the uh, the rival dojo uh, using the seven deadly viper moves. Uh, however, the turtles who are in attendance just to you know watch what's going on, they never actually get to see the moves because the lights keep turning off or, that you know they're obscured by something it's it, it's really like a like a we're not going to show you this fantastic move but we're going to show you the aftermath yeah yeah uh i'm not going to say i didn't like this episode mm-hmm. it's adorable but if i'm skipping an episode it's this one i see i'm i'm exactly the opposite because you know i i grew up loving karate kids so i i very much felt it felt like a Karate Kid, you know, uh, type nod. Uh, um, I can, I can, I can, yeah, I can get that. And um, Christoph Bradford, of course, we know Bradford from the uh, 2012 uh, uh, series as being kind of like a Chuck Norris guy. Yeah, um, that, that, that's that's a that's a really solid reference, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I really appreciated that. This one, he. <sighs> It's kind of hard to peg down. Like it's not Van Dam. Um. Uh. His accent is just hard to to nail down too. 
yeah, it's 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 real. It's it's an amalgamation of of just generic like Nick, like karate 80s, jerks. Yeah, eighties or nineties, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, like like it, typically in eighties movies, the 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 jerk bad guy is the blonde guy with a mullet, and this guy is a blonde guy with a mullet. Yeah. So. Only one I can think of where it was a, a blonde guy with a mullet that was like super prominent was uh, Jet Li's The Master, which is a fantastic movie, by the way, if anyone uh, likes, you know, kung fu films. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got? Because as I said, I don't have much for this episode. It It's not bad. I yeah. just don't see that it's really necessary. Like, I, I really liked I I, I am. 100% on board with with Master Splinter being Randall, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah hey, hey, random teenagers. Hello, teenager too. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. There is a, there is a nod uh, to 2012 uh, series again as he used the Tiger Claw move. That's true. Which um, Eric Balza, who is the voice of Splinter, is also the voice of Tiger Claw. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, like, th- th- this did have, a, like, an afternoon special feel to it, you know, because, yes. like, wh- how did the, uh, how did the rival dojo, like, treat their, their, their player once he was, like, injured? Didn't he, like, take, like, a serum or something? Yeah, well, he put his hand in this, like, glowing, like, crate. Yeah, it, something bit him and he got jacked. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just hey, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, really, yeah. don't do drugs. Um, and, and like I loved that the kids at uh, Lujitsu's dojo got <laughs> their sensei was a cat poster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they got everything wrong. It's like, it's not hot soup. It's like, it says hot oatmeal. I'm like, wait. Hot oatmeal. Hot oatmeal. Like, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know why. I I do really like this version of April, but whenever it's an April-focused episode, for some reason, I just completely tune, tune out. Really? I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe she's not as funny as the turtles, and I'm just there for the, the funny well, I think well, okay, when well when you pair her with Splinter maybe not, but when you pair her with one of the turtles, it's more so cuz she's sassy. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's again, I I didn't hate this episode. Yeah. But of all of the episodes that we watched for 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 today, this is th- like the bottom of the pile for me. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Because our next one. <laughs> oh, man, our next one. Can we just certified. move to the next one? Yeah, our next one's a certified banger. It absolutely is. Uh, this one is called <laughs> The Clothes Don't Make the Turtle. And here's the synopsis. Uh, Raphael tries on new suits for the Magic Town House's Night of a Million Secrets uh, event as Leo, Donnie, and Mikey try on different outfits as well. When they find that they have they were already there due to selfies that were previously taken, 
they find that Hypnopotamus uh, was responsible for what had previously happened and were hypnotized by his hypnotic music and into into trying different clothes from the 80s so Hypnopotamus can target the journals that were written by Harry Houdini and learn how to bend reality with them. That might be the worst the, the, the worst synopsis written. It's not wrong, but so Hypnopotamus basically puts them in this loop where they keep ch- trying on fly clothes. <laughs> and the greatest song in the history of the Ninja Turtles, outside of the original like theme song, is just played on loop over and over and over. And what is that song? You got the goods. You, yeah, you got the goods, and it's it's by the like the composer of the series. It's not like they they didn't license a track or anything, which is smart. <laughs> yeah, real smart. Yeah, uh, this episode is laugh out loud funny. It's so incredibly perfect. Yeah, at its delivery. And, uh, you know, from, you know, beginning to end, um, it really is. It really is. It It is. It is like if you don't understand what Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is as a series, this this episode teaches you in a short 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the, the song, you got the goods like you're so good. Good. <laughs> You got the goods. It's so good, man. It really is. And the way it's edited while they're changing clothes and all of the different outfits that they try on, they're they're so it's they're it's so funny. It's it, it's just really well written and well animated because it wouldn't work if their clothes weren't just outrageous. Yeah, and like the color the uh when we've talked about the colors before like very bright neon and and stuff like that the, what what makes me so happy about this episode is that's the song you got the goods it's so good is also like that is this th- that's how hypnopotamus is hypnotizing the the, the turtles yeah via so, a like, boombox via a boombox so even like even though we just see it as background music, it's it's important to the plot. And then Donatello used like he records everything, so he used that music against Hypnopotamus, and he was able to get out of it. Like that that's how the the, the episode ends. Like the, the the episode, while not described very well on Wikipedia, could probably be described in two or three sentences. Yeah, but it's so oh my god, it's it's so good, good, so good. good. Good, good. It's got the goods. It's got the goods. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So, like, all the different outfits. Uh, yeah. You know, what, 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 what all you got for the for this episode? Uh, let's see here. Other than the goods. Other than the goods. <laughs> we know that Donatello cannot resist uh, good jam. So, pay it. I don't want to. I'm not going to tell you what, because I want you to discover it for yourself, folks. Pay attention to Donatello in this episode. Focus only on him in certain scenes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, his reactions are incredible. 
and it just makes this episode just pop. Um, so let's see. Um, I'll see what are the what are the different outfits. I mean, I I could tell you all the different outfits, but it's not really going to matter. Yeah, we're yeah. There's there's there's, there's too much. There's um, too much. There's really too much. So when they discover that the 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 boombox is controlling them, they smash it and they they track down Hypnopotamus, and so it goes into this other style of animation where like all the turtles are their primary colors from, from head to toe. Yeah. Yeah. And they're running around and specifically the house of mirrors. If you do not pause this show at roughly 19 minutes and 58 seconds, you're going to miss what's in those windows and, and the reflection in the mirrors, which I've counted uh, both original uh, sketches of Michelangelo from Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Okay. Um, also, um, the original Mirage Turtles uh, are there as well. Um, Ninja Hippopotamuses are there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, would it's, that be a hippopotami? Hippopotami, <laughs> man. Like, look, I'm I'm just just reading over the the, the trivia or or uh, the um, the, basically the Easter eggs in this episode, yeah. and it's littered, littered with Easter eggs. It's probably the biggest, most robust like yeah. list of Easter eggs. Let me uh, let me let me just touch on a, a few of these. So the song "You Got the Goods." is apparently like a a style parody of Shaka Khan's I Feel For You. <laughs> okay? Which was written by the one and only Prince. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on top of that, many of the, like, still shots or poses that the turtles make during their, uh, their, their like, fashion show are parodies of Madonna's Vogue video, which is really cool. Also, yeah. a, a couple of the poses Donatello does, being the nerd that he is, are directly from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm -hmm. There, there's just so many little bitty like the whoever worked on this episode was really excited to make this episode. Yeah, you know, and and, and I guess the most obvious one is the the risky business reference when leonardo slides into the room wearing just socks and a and a dress shirt like yeah just just watch this episode find a way to find a sunday where pluto tv is airing this episode yeah and tune in because th this one is it's mm, chef kiss it might it, it's definitely one of my all-time favorite rise episodes yeah clothes don't make the turtle is is what it's called yeah, find a way to watch it, and just, it's fantastic. It's freaking fantastic. Anything else oh. before we move on? Yeah. So good. So good. So good. 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 Uh, let's move on to the Battle Nexus New York. All right. The penultimate episode, uh, if, 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 if we're going by, uh, you know, full episodes. Big Mama transforms New York City 
into one big battle nexus. Raph, Leo, Mikey, and Donnie are paired with Ghost Bear, Carl Sando, Meat Sweats, and Hypnopotamus uh, against the Battle Nexus champions Troll, Sprite, Amphisbiana, I don't, I don't want to say that, uh, and Cortex in different challenges. Meanwhile, Splinter, April, Baron Draxum, Todd, the Foot Recruit, and the people of New York are put on a cruise that is surrounded by a mystical barrier within an orb uh, as they work to escape. Even when they beat their challengers, the Turtles will still have to contend with Big Mama's latest champion, Shadow Fiend, whose identity is someone they'd least expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Battle Nexus is very much a precursor to the finale. Yeah. Uh, it, it it doesn't necessarily close the book on the Big Mama stuff because Big Mama does come up in the in the finale, uh, but it does like explain what happens to New York. Uh, ult- ultimately, the people of New York, while put on this this big mystical cruise ship, they were hidden in this in basically an orb, which they stay in that orb through the finale. So. It's a, it's a way for them to do really fantastical stuff in in and outside of New York City without it having bigger repercussions in the real world. Yeah. You know, it's 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 kind of a cop out if I'm being honest, but I'm fine with it. It's a cartoon, so it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um what you got for Battle Lexus New York? Man, this episode is all over the place. Like <laughs> it really is. I I loved the pairings of the different um, you know, bad guys with uh the turtles. Um love I love Ghost Bear. G- Ghost lot. Bear has is has secretly been in a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Did we we didn't get an action figure for him, did we? Ghost Bear? I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. What, what I, know I, meets, really, I know Meat Sweats did. Oh, definitely. Uh, what I really liked was the in the Battle Nexus, it wasn't all about fighting. Yeah. Like, Mikey and Meat Sweats had to feed the, the two-headed snake. Yeah. Like, that, that, was, that was their challenge. Uh, Mikey and Hypnopotamus, they were playing chess. Nope. Not Mikey, I'm sorry. Donnie. And Hypnopotamus yeah. were playing chess. Yeah, and it's like Donnie's like, I got this. Like, nope. And they he gets turned into the chess pieces. Yep. So it's up to Hypnopotamus that doesn't know how to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and then let's see, Leo Leo and the crab guy. Who was what was the crab guy's name? He's one of the crab brothers. He was Carl. Carl, <laughs> Carl Sando, yeah. Carl yeah. Sando. Yeah, his uh, like th- their task was making the Statue of Liberty laugh. Well, the, the sprite, like she, she's very tiny. They, he, he made fun of her, and then she, and she basically possessed the Statue of Liberty. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And so their task was to make her laugh. You know, like any other action cartoon and or. It's, any other version of the Ninja Turtles, 
in the battle nexus, they would just be fighting. Yeah. You know, which is that's entertaining enough, but it's more entertaining when you can have them do something that lends a like that that leans into their characters. And that's what this was. Yeah, there's still some fighting, but then like, you know, uh, it's in, in the service of like, hey, your jokes are terrible. And so it's it leads into the physical comedy being the, the key to success. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of, you know, Three Stooges antics, which are, are great pies being thrown, you know, really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all three of the four turtles win when their battle nexus uh, challenges. The only one that loses is Raphael. Yeah. And he doesn't actually lose. He just makes it seem like he lost. Yeah. Uh, because in the end, he pops up to fight. Um, was it Big Mama at the end? Yeah. And they're they're queuing. I was like, oh, if you don't know anything about Raphael, he, he's like, he, he, he fakes it because he's a big wrestling fan. Yep. At the last minute, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then, boom, breaks out of, you know, breaks through a building and uh, – <laughs> In his mystic, his, you know, giant mystic form and, you know, takes on Big Mama. Yeah. Uh, but this, like, this episode ends with, doesn't it end with the Shredder showing up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, uh, the foot recruit uses a, like, like a, like a ring that she got. Yeah, Big Mama was controlling uh, him with her, with her ring. Yeah, and it after Raphael punched her into a building, it fell off, and so the, the recruit saw it and snagged it. Yeah, and and the shredder, the, the the shredder being unleashed is what kicks this into the big, you know, the big grand finale. Yeah, uh, I can't say enough about the animation in in these episodes. It's so crisp and clean and like sharp and stretchy like it's i know you're not an an, stretchy (laughs) stretchy like it it, you see well i when i say stretchy like like it they lean from one like they'll 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 kind of move from one side of the screen to the other in like a a weird kind of pan i can't describe it um it would be like a I don't know. It's like a weird long pan. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the term. But yeah, it's very much, you know, anime. I know you're not an anime guy, but like it's the style's very anime, just all over the freaking place. Um, and it works so incredibly well, especially for the action. Any of the action in this is just solid, stellar, and some of the best, you know, we've ever seen in probably any turtles. Uh. Uh, iteration yeah yeah like i'm not an anime guy at at all and i don't see it like when i watch this i don't see anime it doesn't feel like anime Mm -hmm. it may look like it may share certain uh characteristics with anime but it doesn't feel cheap like anime feels cheap yeah see anime is not cheap though it may not actually be it but it feels it hmm that we're not, we're not we're not going to litigate that today. This is just, this is just how my brain works. Anime yeah. feels cheap. This show doesn't feel cheap. Oh, it's definitely not cheap. Yeah. Uh, You're you thinking think like maybe 
you're thinking like what speed racer cheap where you know everything moves real quick and they don't use a lot of frames of animation i, I guess yes yeah yeah like maybe an old idea of what anime was at one point yeah yeah, yeah I can see that. yeah you got anything else for uh battle nexus new york uh let's see here I don't actually have I was like well no I don't have any uh don't have any extras don't have anything else okay I did, I did like uh the new character cortex though it looked kind of like a Cthulhu octopus looking thing oh that, yeah that thing was cool yeah that was I, cool. I would I, I'd like an action figure like how'd they beat him <laughs> by not knowing how to play chess <laughs> that was great Okay, Jeff, let's jump into the finale of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All right. Okay, here's how we're going to do this. Technically, it's a four-part finale, but I'm going to read two parts at a time, okay? Because I don't want this to take forever. I feel like if we broke down every single 10-minute part, it would take forever. So here we go. Or you could just read all four, and then we can just discuss. Hey, that works too. You ready? Yeah. Part one. E-Turtle Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, with a shredder back, the Foot Clan, Baron Draxum. What? With the shredder back, with the Foot Clan. With Okay, with the shredder back with the Foot Clan, Baron Draxum enables the turtles to enter Splinter's subconscious memories to search for the means of vanquishing their demonic foe for good. However, Upon recovering the secret, they find out that its retrieval from the twi- Twilight Realm comes at the price of fully unleashing the Shredder. Although they also gain an unexpected new ally in his daughter, Hamato Karai, who was trapped in the Twilight Realm. Part 2. Shreddy or not? With her <laughs> return from the Twilight Realm... Karai proceeds to teach the turtles about the mystic technique that would link them to the spirits of their Hamato ancestors, thus giving them the power to defeat their enemy. Before they can learn it, the Shredder, having regained his full consciousness, attacks their hideout. His attack forces the turtles and April to evacuate, while Splinter and Draxum remain behind to stall him. Part 3. I can't pronounce this. Anatawa Hitorajani. The turtles are forced to retreat to the forests of New Jersey. April comes uh, upon the the mortally wounded Karai, who transfers her soul into April's body and then rejoins the turtles to teach them the Hamato Ninpo. In Karai's stead, Shredder prepares to drain Splinter's life essence to make him fully invincible, but he needs a rare substance called Empyrean for the ritual. Draxum leads Shredder to his lab in the Hidden City, where he has stored some Empyrean only to turn against him upon realizing that the Shredder is the threat against which he intended to create his yokai army in the first place. Part 4, appropriately named Rise. Now knowing where the Empyrean is, the Shredder promotes the Foot Recruit to be his new general, leaving the Foot Lieutenant and the Foot Brute trapped in the rubble. Upon revisiting a recuperating Big Mama, the Turtles and April learn 
that the Shredder is going to the Crying Titan, where the Imperium Imperium is. As the Shredder prepares the ritual to drain Splinter's essence, Splinter tries to get the Foot Recruit to defect so the Turtles can receive aid in defeating the Shredder. There is then a protracted action sequence where the Turtles defeat the Shredder by harnessing the power of their ancestors and reaffirming their connection as a family with both their ancestors and their current crew, including Baron Draxum, uh, Karai, the Foot Recruit, which is now named Cassandra Jones. What? April O'Neil. Like, the, the, these four episodes are absolutely epic. Start to finish. Jeff, give me your give me your 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 opinion on on the finale. Man, like I, I kind of want to go ahead and like count the previous two episodes as this as well because it's 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 all together. Yeah, you know, yeah, it all leads up to it. Um, so much emphasis on family, so much emotion. You know, I, it's not something that you would expect, given the jokey nature of the series. But there are so many episodes that do hit you right in the feels with, like, you know, the essence of family and the importance of that. And not, you know, family's not always blood related. And yeah. that's an incredibly... Uh, touching and poignant um, thing uh, to emphasize in a kid's cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, we're teaching you stuff, folks. <laughs> and while this, like these, these two episodes or four episodes, however you want to look at it, like it is very much a constant ratchet. Like they the con- the, the, the constantly ratchet up the the stakes and the difficulty to beat the shredder. Like every, every moment it gets harder and harder to beat him because he gets closer and closer to his goal. Right. Yeah. The, like the reveal of Karai being basically the turtles, great, 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 great grandmother. Like that kind of, that that resonates with the story and the characters in a way that I didn't expect it to like, they took a moment like when Leonardo was uh, was portaling people, you know, portaling uh, Karai to safety. He takes a moment to stop what he's doing, turn around, walk over to Karai and give her a hug. Yeah, because th- these turtles are so hungry for family, for connection and, f- and like for some sort of legacy to, to cling to that. He's just like Graham Graham, like, l- let me hug like. Stuff is about to hit the fan. I have to have a, for lack of a better word, human moment with you. Yeah. And there's a hug, and you and you feel it. You feel that hug. Only for him to open a portal and walk through the portal, and like like him returning to the action. I I don't know how to describe the the, the camera angle or the 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 animation style that they used. 
but it was very cinematic. Yeah. It was way cooler and way, way higher produced than you would expect a canceled television show to lean into. Yeah. They, the, this, this show had the budget. It's, it's, it's not, I I don't even, I'm not even going to say it had the budget. It like, it had people animating it that believed in what they were doing. Yeah. Because I'm sure they didn't get a, a raise to finish the season. Like they, they knew this was the end of the show. It got right. canceled mid season. They were like, let's go ahead and make this banger of a finale. And they pulled out all of the stops that like, this is a resume lining episode is what this is. Yeah. And every single piece of it, the, the, the story being heartfelt, the animation being off the charts, the, again, constantly ratcheting up of the action and everything being a bit more turtlesy than you thought it would be. Like the, the finale of the show looks way more like a regular Ninja Turtles show than the show has ever looked. Yeah. Sure. We, Casey Jones may be a girl now because Cassandra Jones says, no, my friends call me Casey. Which means, hey, we have a Casey Jones in the Rise, you know, storyline like that. That was out of left field, but it fits into the continuity. The Turtles, they get gardening tools from from Todd because Todd is apparently <laughs> he's, he's apparently a forge. He has a forge in his backyard. He has blacksmith. He's, yeah, he's a blacksmith who is muscular like todd was fantastic in this episode oh yeah i was like well we have to we have to tell everybody though too that like the shredder destroyed all the turtles weapons yes one one by one not not all at once but individually each turtle's mystic weapon slash donnie's tech bow all get destroyed like just sheer brute force and just jaw-dropping yeah, yeah. And so like they're standing there without weapons. Todd has given them gardening tools, which it was real smart. It was the first time it's ever been addressed in Ninja Turtles lore that ninjas originally used gardening tools. Like yeah. nunchucks were originally gardening tools. Mm-hmm. So him creating those and then them using mystic power to turn turn those into actual ninja weapons was really really cool. It was very cool. So so you have the turtles turning their their gardening tools into traditional ninja weapons which are exactly the weapons that they end up in with like Raphael has his size, Leonardo has his katana, Donatello has his bow, Michelangelo has his his nunchucks. Like they're inching closer to what a typical ninja turtles adventure would have. Yeah. With and and like in the final moment of this series, you have (laughs) Splinter just muttering, oh, and blue, you're the leader now. And end and end. That's it. And that's it. So the name Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has always kind of meant something in this series. It's always meant. Hey, these guys, they don't know what they're doing. They're not really heroes. They just, they're not really ninjas either. They're just unfocused 
funny turtle guys. By the end of the series, we see them figuring out how to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and becoming, I'm going to say, as as close as they're going to get to the traditional version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really a they, they took the long way around, but I really like the way that they they assembled all this. I did, too. Like, I did not expect that because, again, you know, we talked about this before. There not being a lot of character development or growth, but there totally is. Again, once you get past those first five episodes of season one, it yeah. kind of builds on itself. Yeah, yeah. And 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 th- of course, this series does get a, a really bad rap for being so weird and so be- bizarre and, and, and not like any other turtle series. But just give them time. Like if, if once you gave once you gave them time, they got to the point and the point was fantastic. Like. I'm going to go ahead and touch on this with any with any type of fandom. You're going to have your toxic fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Wars being probably the best example I can give you. Um, And. He-Man. Probably Thundercats, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, it comes from all sides. It depends. Like, this could be somebody's first introduction to the Turtles. This could be, you know, their third favorite or whatever. It's all about the appearance, you know, and the style. And of course, when the 2012 series came out, people didn't like it either because, oh, it's CG now. And then, of course, when you really sit down and watch it, and like, oh, oh, I get it. You know, because, again, appearances are deceiving. I was guilty of just like, what is this? What are they doing? Because I loved the 2012 when I wanted it to keep going. And then you remember I was apprehensive. And when we still watched some episodes, I was like, eh, I don't know. And I was like, OK, let me just sit down and watch. And then I was like, oh, it hit me. Yep. I wasn't going on, you know, message boards or whatever just saying oh this is garbage it looks terrible blah 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 i was just like i don't know i don't just really don't think it's for me and then boy did my opinion change (laughs) Mm -hmm. so if any of our listeners out there have not watched the show have not given it a chance just based off like oh i don't think it's for me get past those first five episodes (laughs) and go from there i implore you if you're having a bad day Bad week, bad whatever. I can almost guarantee you, your day will be better after you watch this show. Because there's not a single episode that we watched, I did not have a smile on my face the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm going to double down on what you just said. Like, I can point directly at Jeff. I, I, I'm, 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 you know, we're not in the same room, but I'm pointing at you, Jeff. I'm pointing when, at you. Oh, okay. All right. When we started Shellheads, I was like, we're going to talk about everything. And you're like, everything? I'm like, yes, everything. Even Rise. And you were like, do we have to? And I'm like, yes, we have to. And it's great, Jeff. You need to trust me on this. Yeah. And and, and you were like, all right, you know, look, look, I've got time. We can I'll, I'll watch it, you know, whatever. And you were very apprehensive. You were very. You're, of course, willing to experience it. You're not, you know, you're not a you're not a crazy person, but you right. 
where you went into it thinking I'm doing this for the podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> it's strictly business. It's strictly business. Let me knock this out. It's basically next mutation, right? And it's very, it's the opposite of that. Like, was it, you actually asked me like two or three weeks ago, when are we finishing rise? Yeah. And I was like, it's coming, bro. Calm down. We're, we're going to finish. We're going to finish rise soon, you know? And that says a lot. Yeah. Jeff's, you, Jeff, your opinion of this has completely flipped. Yeah. The show, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's the best show ever. Like, we're not ranking Ninja Turtle shows right now. Okay. But there is, this show is special. Special in a way that the other Ninja Turtles shows are not. And the creators and the animators and the writers may have taken a weird roundabout approach to what the turtles are and should be. But ultimately by the end of the two seasons that ran, they completely, they understand what makes the turtles, the turtles. And the shorthand on that is family. Yeah. Much like fast and the furious. No, like, they they understand they understand what makes this th- these characters work and this finale is basically just them showing off for 40 42 minutes 45 minutes oh yeah it's, yeah showing off this their their story chops their their animation chops their dedication to their craft the finale of this this series might be the best finale we've ever gotten in Ninja Turtles history. Yes, I'm going to echo that because it hits all the right points. You see them absolutely defeated, not knowing what to do, regrouping, and then completely sure of themselves. It's like like the 80s cartoon, the first the first season, the, all the turtles were very sure of their of, of their skills. And then it just got goofy. And they just were not very good ninjas. But this was reverse. They were goofy. They still know how to fight. But then eventually they just were confident, like, oh, we're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not just the turtles coming uh, in into their own, but the series coming into its own. Yeah. In this these these last two episodes, and it's really a crime that the show is over. Uh, like I'm, that's why I'm so excited about the movie. I'm super excited because we get more. But if it's anything that I've I've learned, like just getting on social media, there's a there's there's getting more and more love for this show is is growing and building. Yeah, yes. Yeah. More and more people are discovering, and, and and hopefully some of our listeners as well are discovering that like, hey, these two guys might be onto something. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had multiple listeners reach out and say, "Hey, all right, I'm going to give this rise a chance." One person actually asked me, "Hey, how, how do I watch this?" You yeah. know, it's like, "How how are you guys watching it?" And I, and I was like, oh, "Well, it's not really a practical way to do it, but it's on Vudu, right?" Um Yeah. It's 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 it, it's episodes like this finale that make me excited about the future of the turtles because clearly there's a lot of passionate creative people out there. Yeah that are willing to take the reins and say, I'm, I'm ready to tell a compelling story. Yeah. And it, you know, 
it's not your traditional, you know, type of turtle story because whenever you're trying to reinvent uh, something that's already been established, you know, the the two K three series, the obvious choice was the first series was goofy and comedic. Let's be serious. Let's mm-hmm. go back to the roots. Yep. And then after that, it, it the next mutation was not a good idea. Um, but then <laughs> then it was dry for, you know, no, I'm sorry. Next mutation before that, not a good idea. Then you know you get into two uh, K three. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then after that, like how do you? And then of course it tapers off, gets goofy again. And then changes, and then like, okay, where do you go from there? You know, of course, that's from you know studio pressure. But anyway, <laughs> you went totally... all over the place there, all over the place there, Jeff. Well, I, yeah, uh, I'm going somewhere. And then we get into to 2012, and it's it's funny, but it's action packed, and it's dark, and there's lots of stuff going on, you know. But when you get to Rise. It's funny and it's action packed. And it's a different telling of the story and origins. Cause, like, you know, how many times can you tell the same story with the same origin and all this other stuff? So it is a, a refreshing breath of air. You actually really like Leonardo. And I'm not hating on Leonardo. We've already talked about this. He is kind of a, a, a cookie cutter, dull character to begin with. But they kind of jazzed him up. Yeah. Yeah, like coming off of the 2012 show, like that 2012 show, I'm not going to call it perfect. It it does have its problems, but it was very good at capturing the good parts of everything that came before it. Yeah, like just a beautiful melting pot. Yeah, it's it's like here. This is this is the full on reboot. This is what you need to expect the turtles to be going forward. Or this is this is what normal turtles look like. And and it was exactly what Nickelodeon needed. The problem is, is what do you what do you follow that up with? You know, like. You you either go super serious or you go super dark or you, 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 you cancel it for a few years. No, like Rise is a weirdos version of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And that's fine. Totally fine. It, totally fine. So uh, we, we, we've gushed enough. Like I can't say enough good things about this finale. I really can't. We could talk for an hour and just talk in straight hyperbole about how great this is, but it will not capture the actual essence of how good the finale is. Go watch, just go watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I will I will point out there was an Easter egg um, uh, in the the final part when uh, when Shredder went to get the um, the Imperium and the uh, that's that that's a Krang. There was a oh, yeah, it's a dead Krang in that inside this Titan thing that he broke open. There's actually there's a there's a couple of reference references to Krang in this finale because they had mentioned somewhere in there that that's where that's where uh, Shredder got his his armor or his power. Hmm. So the the, 
it's either the Krang or it's Krang or it's the Utrams. We don't we don't we, a name was not given, but yeah. it was suggest it was suggested that it was an alien you know being that that did all this and the you know the the plot synopsis of the upcoming movie has mentioned Krang. Yeah. So I would assume that's what we're they're going to deal with in the movie. Oh God, I hope that movie's like two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've also mentioned that Casey Jones is going to be in the movie, which is odd because we already have a Casey Jones. If it's like, if it's a sister, that's fine. K two Casey's. I don't care. I, I liked the fact that that's how that turned out because it was so unexpected. Yeah, the, like we've we've seen the foot recruit both seasons. Like it's it, she's been an ongoing character, and for her to be revealed as Casey is as like as she's like breaking good, like becoming a good guy. It really, really, it it, it warmed my heart when I saw that happen. Yeah, and it's the and she's voiced by the fantastic Zelda Williams. Yes, and it her voice like. You know, she had done voice work in um, the Legend of Korra as a as a um, evil character, um, and so it didn't. She sounded so much like another voice actress, and I didn't put it together until I I looked up the information. I was like, oh, that's okay. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I said, I, I can't I can't say enough. It, the, the, just watch it. Just watch it. Yeah, like go, go if, watch if, all of if, it. if you are a trusted listener of the Shellheads podcast and you trust our opinions, just just watch Rise. Just just watch Rise. Yeah. Like, hashtag just watch Rise. Yeah. We have a lot of hot <laughs> takes, and you know, we don't hate on stuff to hate on stuff. Like if we just don't really care for something, we're gonna you know we're gonna say you know hey, but we're like. But we're not saying that you can't like whatever you want to like because that's not how fandom works. Right. We're not gatekeepers here. That's what no. I'm trying to say. We're not gatekeepers. No. Uh, well, Jeff, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? It feels so good, Sergio, uh, to dive back into this. But then I'm sad because it's over until the movie. But, I, you know, if we weren't getting the movie, I would be like, hey, when's the movie coming out? Um, <laughs> you know, because it, it you know, I, I hate we didn't get a video game. That's true. We didn't. And, we didn't get any video games. And I'm hoping that more and more people will discover this fantastic show. And then maybe hopefully eventually we'll get a, a Blu-ray box set. That would be great because it's a short series. It is short. I'm, um, I'm 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 hoping that there's secretly millions and millions of people who love this show and all of them show up for the Netflix movie. That, man, that's what I'm, I'm that's what I'm secretly hoping. Well, Jeff, do you know what we're talking about next time? More Ninja Turtles? Yes, we are. Uh, and I, I, I guess we have to make a note here. We're scheduled to talk about the last Ronin next time. Ooh. Because uh, assuming the last Ronin comes out on schedule, we are going to be able to talk about the entire series. If for some reason it gets delayed by a week or two or whatever, we may end up talking about the Nickelodeon series. 
Okay. Like the, the first Nickelodeon show, but if not, expect to tune in and talk about the Last Ronin next time, which uh, we have we are going to have a lot to say about the Last Ronin next episode. Yeah. Um. So, if you're not caught up, make sure you read it. It's all all issues should be available by the time we record next time. Go pick up issues one through four to get caught up. Um, I know me and Jeff are caught up right now, and once issue five drops, we are going to waste no time talking about it on this show, spoilers and all. Uh, Jeff, where can you be found? As always, Sergio, I can be found at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, where we specialize in retro and uh, modern uh, games ranging from uh, SNK, uh, Nintendo, PlayStation, all that good stuff. Um, we host tournaments and uh, all kinds of other stuff. We also provide a uh, retro restoration uh, cleaning uh, for cartridge games and cartridge-based systems. Uh, we make all that work like new. Been doing that for like 11 or so years now. Um, and uh, where can we find you? Sergio, I'm going to take this moment to uh, yet again promote our uh, our social stuff. Follow us on Instagram. We we that's that's kind of where we uh, that's our that's our biggest social platform. Uh, reach out to talk to us. Please talk to us. Uh, if you if you have a comment about an episode, feel free to to, to message us there on uh, we're at Shellheads Podcast on on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Just search Shellheads. Um, also. If if you like what you know what you hear on the Shellheads podcast, make sure to leave us a review on on iTunes. Uh, uh, from what I'm told, from what I'm told, that makes it easier for people to find us. So like, yeah. I I don't I don't know how accurate that is. I, I don't have a pe- I don't have a team of people telling me what to promote here, but uh, yeah. I do know that iTunes is real important. So uh, yeah. on Apple Podcasts, g- give us shoot us a rating, preferably five stars. Yeah, nice fat five star review. That would, can't beat that would be nice. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not forcing you to do anything, but I'm just saying, uh, you know, just, just saying. Yeah, be, uh, be, be a dude, be a cool dude, be a dude. Uh, otherwise, that'll do it. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're so good. It's so good. Hit it. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.